Carolina's Field, Forest, and Water, a closer look at agriculture in South Carolina and conversations between the current and future leaders of agriculture in the Palmetto State and experts from across America. Presented by the students of the South Carolina Governor's School for Agriculture and John De La Howe. From our campus in McCormick County, here's our moderator, J.D. Miller. Welcome into this edition of Carolina's Field, Forest, and Water. I'm J.D. Miller, and I'm here with Troy Can, Coach Troy Can, and Miss Ella Taylor. Um, I know, Coach Can, we have a big fundraiser shoot coming this mm -hmm. week, and I know that you know, you've put a lot of work into this, and I want you to talk about that a little bit for us. Yeah, man. Um, we started this idea, me and Mr. Morton, back in um, July. Mr. Morton's one of our ag teachers for those of y'all at home watching. Um, he does a jam-up job for us. Um, but me and him kind of married the idea of a clay shoot for the fundraiser um, for the shotgun team and uh, like a wildlife banquet or dinner to help out with some of our wildlife programs here at school, our wildlife CDEs. Um, WEP and um, our field trial team, which Ella's on. Um, so, yeah, there's been a good bit of work that's went into it um, and selling sponsorships and um, just doing all the things you do with a fundraiser. Um, but I wanted to ask y'all, what's it feel like um, to have the support um, like that? So let me tell you a little bit about the situation. Um, last week we had maybe five teams registered for a shoot. Um, maybe 35 people coming to the dinner. Um, and then Monday morning, you ever get a text or email or something and you're kind of awake when you read it, like you're, you're still droggy when you click on your phone and read it, and um, it wakes you up. I got one of those Monday morning. We got an email Monday morning that said we had like 15 teams shooting in the shoot, and we were expecting like 220-something people at dinner. So what's it feel like to y'all to know – that people are coming out like that to support y'all and what y'all do because ultimately all this money goes back to y'all in shotgun team or the field trial team or um, our wildlife city. So just kind of tell me what that feels like to know that people around South Carolina support y'all like that. Well, I think it's amazing. Um, it's just such a big privilege to be able to be here and then see people that care about us and want to get involved in us and, you know, want to, you know, feel like, we, we mean something and that we can accomplish something. And I know a lot of people reached out and, you know, put it everywhere so that people could see it. I know my mom, she shared it on her Facebook and her Instagram and any possible platform she could share yep. it on. So for me, it's amazing that those people, you know, see a future in us and, and want to have some part in us. Yep. I, I mean, what she said was spot on. And when I, when I was getting started shooting, my old team actually had a fundraiser shoot. It actually died off because we could not get enough people to shoot it. Yeah. So the fact that we're starting to get toward a good number of teams means a lot to us. I mean, that that goes into probably money toward our forestry group this year that goes to nationals mm -hmm. to compete. Um, that's anything we like that that we can do that help us and the support we have for it is just amazing. Yeah, yeah, I was real happy to see how fast it blew up. Um, so, anyways, for those of y'all at home watching, um, this weekend, this Saturday, August 26th, um, we're having a sport and clay shoot and a dinner right after with a live auction. Um, so, if you haven't signed up, you're interested in signing up, please reach out to us or go on Eventbrite and just search South Carolina Governor's School for Agriculture. It'll come up and you can sign up a clay team or buy dinner tickets there. 
Um, we'll have a live auction, like I said, right afterwards, and it'll be at the Palmetto Shooting Complex in Edgefield, South Carolina, um, which is connected to the NWTF. Um, but it's actually in a different location than the old NWTF headquarters. So, um, so with all that said, uh, we've kind of talked about what y'all are into. So, um, JD, how did you get into shooting? Where did that start for you? So, I'm from Edgefield, so mm -hmm. um, about, I'd say probably about six or seven years ago, when they had just built the Palmetto Shooting Complex, I had a bunch of friends that had actually just joined the team, and they were getting started up there. And, you know, when you're young, you just want to be what the cool kids do. Mm -hmm. And so, that's actually kind of how I got started. I went up there and shot every now and then, and then I ended up getting on a team. Mm -hmm. um, my eighth grade year, I was actually put on Strong Thurman High School's um, high school team. And so that's kind of how I got my start into it, and I've kind of just grown from there. I hear you. What about you, Ella? How did you get started with field trial and training dogs? <laughs> well, I came here my junior year and was just trying to, you know, find my place and figure out what extracurricular after-school activities that, you know, I could get into and be good at. You know, I've obviously never owned a bird dog, never trained a bird dog, so it was a whole new experience, but I found myself – a good breeder, and I had a lot of good conversation with Mr. Morton about if this is something that I can accomplish. So I went and bought my dog, and then we started the training process, and I just have never looked back since. You know, we've been to a couple field trials. She's very successful, and I've taught, had a lot of people tell me she's a really good dog. So, you know, we look forward to this season and what we can accomplish. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what y'all do this season. I think it's going to be fun. I got to watch y'all work last year at AgFest, and I love watching any dog work. J.D., you know that. Me mm -hmm. and you have talked dogs before. We, us three could probably sit around here and uh, talk dogs all day if we wanted to. Um, so that's how y'all have got your start. Um, J.D., how did you get to the level you're at now? Because you're a pretty daggum good shotgun shooter. Um, did it start like that? Was it a natural thing? I know you've one of the guys, you're kind of like me, you grew up toting a shotgun just walking through the woods. So kind of tell me how you got to where you are just shooting a shotgun. So how I got to where I was, it didn't – it wasn't that it just came natural. It wasn't that I just automatically just came out here and just did that great my first time. Um, I got started, you know, when I was probably seventh grade, sixth, seventh grade, mm -hmm. and I started shooting competitively, and I had yeah. a coach. And I counted up all my coaches throughout the years. I mean, I've had tons and tons of yeah. coaches because, you know, you just move from one to the next. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, their kids might um, yeah. graduate or whatever, so they yeah. might, they're not on the team. Mm -hmm. And so we pick up another one, and it's taken – I mean, there was at one time where I was actually getting coached by the guy over NWTF, Mr. Mm -hmm. Rhett Simmons. And I believe he is one reason that I've gotten to where I am. And then yeah. a really good friend of ours, Mr. Brad Hammond, helped get me yeah. to where I am today where I shoot. Um, but it took countless hours practicing three and four days a week, yeah. shooting 100 shells each time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it makes a difference. The more shells you shoot, the better you shoot. That's just all there is to it. The more time you spend doing it. And, Ella, I'm sure you probably say the <laughs> same thing. The more time you spend with a dog normally, the better yeah. they come Lots out. of hours, lots of frustration, mm -hmm. but you'll get it and you'll pick it up. And I like yeah. to say I think I'm pretty good at what I do now. Yeah. Yep. Was there any nervousness when you started with field trial? 
You know, just a little bit. It was a whole new experience. Mm -hmm. Like anything, you try something for the first time and you're like, can I do this? Is this for me? But, you know, I kind of picked it up and just went at it. I tried not to get frustrated with my dog, not get frustrated if, you know, she doesn't want to see the bird or she'd rather eat the bird than, you know, wait instead of pouncing on it. But, you know, it's just a lot of practice and, you know, countless hours working at it. And, you know, you just you can't be stressed out and you can't get to your head and you, you just can't overthink it. Just like shotgun. You know, if you think about it too much, you're never going to shoot. So um, it's just a lot of practice and then you'll finally get it. And, you know, yeah. now I don't think I'm as nervous as I was when I started because yeah. I know I can accomplish something. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Um, so describe to me, JD, like one of your favorite things to do when you're practicing with a shotgun or shooting or, um, kind of like a drill, anything special you do to work on something specific. Um, so it really does depend on the day and the time of the year. I mean, there's times of the year we shoot a lot more skeet and trap Mm -hmm. tournaments, the time of year we shoot a lot more sport and clay tournaments. And so, you know, when we start doing these kind of – when that time of year comes is when we start to focus down what my problem is then. Um, You know, I might go on station to Skeet House and just overthrow it three or four times. And then there might be – like, next week I might do fine. Mm -hmm. So, for me, it's really the day, and it's 100% my head. So, my my favorite drill – have to like Antioquia. It's just a fun game. Yep. You know how it is. It's mm-hmm. competitive. Make people go sit down on the bench and, yep. you know, watch. All right. Now, so some people watching might not know what Antioquia is. So describe mm-hmm. that to me. So that is a game where, I don't know, you can have probably five, six people line up. Yep. And there's usually you're doing it on a skeet field mm-hmm. where you have two crossing targets. Yep. Usually you'll probably cross your high house, which is from the left going down to the right. Mm-hmm. And um, when those targets cross, your first person shoots. If the first person doesn't hit it, the second person can shoot it. And if he breaks it, the first person's out. Um, It's kind of like knockout. Mm -hmm. Um, But if the first person does hit it and the second person hits a piece of it, Mm -hmm. the first person is also out too. So it's very, very competitive. So So y'all shot Annie Oakley with Skeet at – Strom Thurmond, I guess. No, sir. I actually did not get started with that till I was here. Really? Never seen that game till I got here. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Corey Lee Davis and Mr. Charles Davis got me started on Annie Oakley. And I'd always seen it done with trout. I've actually never seen it done with skeet. Um, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to try with skeet. I think it'd be pretty good. So, Ella, tell me a little bit about some of your favorite drills or just little tricks with working a dog that you like to use? Well, to me, I think my favorite thing doing, and I think a lot of people say this, is just simply bird work. Like, obviously, you need your obedience Mm -hmm. and you need some of your groundwork, but there's there's nothing like watching your dog work that bird. And even if it's just putting her on a long leash and, you know, letting her find it, and then when she finds it, and I tell her she can go, and we release that bird, and then she chases after that bird. And, you know, she's gotten really good where she, she'll bring it back to me now. Yep. There was a lot of time where I had to <laughs> chase her through the woods to find her because she, all she wanted was that bird. But, you know, hopefully we're going to start with some bird work next week. Yep. So there's there's just nothing like some bird work yeah. with my dog. I hear you. I hear you. I know, 
you know, me and JD have trained our own bird dogs mm-hmm. that we hunt with. And, like, one of my favorite things, the stuff you can do with a bird dog is just so easy. Okay. Some of the stuff is. You know, like, my biggest thing with my dog is steadiness. I want her to sit there mm-hmm. and be as calm as possible. So, like, every afternoon when I get home, I get her, and uh, she's getting ready to go in the house with me, and I always make her sit before I open the door. Right. And then she don't get to get up until I ask her to come in. And then as soon as she comes in, she knows she's supposed to sit after she's in, and then I release her after I get into the house. So just simple stuff like that is stuff that I think is really cool that trainers come up with. And what y'all do with dogs is really amazing to me. Um, So uh, one cool thing um, is both shooting sports, J.D., and field trials, hunt tests um, are kind of gender-neutral sports. Um, So if – Ella, you had a shotgun, and J.D. had a shotgun, and we were going out to five stand and going to shoot. Um, y'all would have almost nobody to have an unfair advantage over anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with field trial, right? It's about what you put in is mm-hmm. what you get out. Um, so just kind of describe to me what it's like being in a gender-neutral sport. J.D., you know we've got some female shooters on the shotgun team. Um, how cool is that, seeing girls get involved in things in the outdoors? I think it's wonderful. Um over time, I've actually seen where they tend to be better shooters. Yeah. Um, they tend to not get in their head as much. And, you know, Mr. Coach Can knows that when we get out here, years likely times when you're going to, you know, make a joke at somebody or something, they don't tend to do it. They just yeah. are calm. Yeah. They, they stay out of their head, out of their own head. Unlike me and a bunch of yeah. my teammates, it's hard for mm-hmm. us to do that and not play around that kind of thing. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's very fun to watch that. And, they talk a lot of smack, too. They, they are do. not afraid they to. They get on to y'all boys. It's fun to watch, man. When they outshoot y'all, oh, boy, I love it. It's so funny because um, they give y'all heck. I love it. What about you, Ella? What's that like in the field trial world? Yeah, I think it's great. You know, for me, when I started, I was probably the only female on our mm-hmm. team until, you know, we got a little more, you know, situated and, and other people decided maybe this is what they want to do. Yep. But, you know, it, it – can be a little intimidating you know you're in a field full of you know boys and men who know what they're doing more than you do especially if you're starting out like I was but you know I found my place and I think it's wonderful that everyone's open to you know whatever gender in in the field trial world and especially when you go to these hunt tests a lot of it is some older gentlemen and you know them being welcoming to me and my dog trying to start up and you know make a life for ourselves so I I think it's wonderful yeah I think it is too I've loved seeing some of y'all girls get involved in some things outdoors around campus y'all know I'm a sportsman myself so just seeing young kids um like y'all and women females girls get involved um it's great it's great to see sports got a bright future um just outdoors in general I think um just from what y'all have shown me over the past couple years um so Ella you're going to nationals to compete in the CDE tell me a little bit about that so I'm going to nationals to compete in forestry Mm -hmm. so um, we worked extremely hard last year for about six months I didn't even realize it was that much but about about six months of persistence um, and we ended up competing very well in state and you know we won state Uh, I was the third place individual so you know all my hard work definitely played played off and um so now we're going to nationals in the end of october first of november so yeah. you know we have a lot a lot of work to do to learn the 
the concepts at nationals, but you know, I'm I'm very proud of myself. I'm very proud of my team um, and all, all of our hard work. So I'm I'm excited to see what we can do at nationals, and I'm I'm glad to be back at nationals. Yeah, I'm excited to see what y'all are gonna do too. I think y'all are gonna do great. Um, so describe to me what it's like because field trial season's quickly coming up as well, right? When y'all start field trial? I think it's September 9th, oh. so it's two weeks. Yeah. So what's it like trying to balance both of those? Because I know you want to go to nationals and do well, but I know you also want to do well at your first field trial. So what's it like uh, trying to prepare It's been a lot, both? you know, yeah. the, these past couple of weeks trying to, you know, figure everything out and figure my schedule yeah. and, you know, have the balance of, mm-hmm. you know, trying to compete well nationally, trying to make sure my dog – can get where I want her to be, and then in a couple of weeks having a horse here as well and competing with her. So there's definitely a lot of balance here at school, and you know, obviously, my education comes first. But um, it's just you have to figure out your schedule and figure out your balance. And you know, I I want to do well with River in my field trial, but you know, also don't want to let my team down for nationals. And I you know, I want us to do very well. So you just really have to. Have some time management and figure out your schedule here. And if you don't, then you'll be lost. Yeah, that's exactly right. I know a few uh, guys in particular that had a hard time figuring out their schedule first couple of years, but I think he's got it down pat now, wouldn't you say, J.D.? You know, <laughs> my first couple of years was a little tough. I'm not going to lie and say it wasn't. Um, especially this year, um, you know, I'm going mm-hmm. to a couple of different places like going to Louisville, Kentucky to yep. compete, and I'm actually going up there with her to compete. Um, not on the same team, but, you know, then I come from a Red Angus background that's about 45 minutes yeah. from here. I get called almost every day to come to work. Yeah. So, yep. you know, that's even harder, you yep. know, is trying to make it up down there to still get something done every yep. day. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't know how y'all pull it off. I'll be honest. If I look at myself when I was in high school – Ain't no way, no way I could have done it. I had a hard time balancing football and academics and a social life and trying to go hunting every weekend. I don't know how y'all do it because y'all handle horses and dogs and shotgun team and your academics here, which is at a totally different level than other schools, um, and still do everything you have to do at home. Like in your case, J.D., it just blows me away, the things that y'all are capable of. Um, y'all are some very bright young people. I'm very, very proud to have y'all here. Um, so, Ella, I know you. I've been picking on you a lot here the past couple minutes. But so, your dog's name is River. Yes. Right. Yes. All you do is field trials, or you want to actually do some hunting? I actually, I want to do some hunting. Um, you know, I've. Looked at a couple of places that I could potentially mm-hmm. take her. I've got a couple of buddies that would definitely love to use a bird dog. So it's definitely my next step, but yeah. I wanted to make sure, you know, I got everything accomplished here of my goal that yeah. I started here. And then once she's got all her passes and she knows that she can do something, then I would definitely like to use her yeah. personally and, and take her hunting and, you know, just for my enjoyment, but also for hers because I know that, that she loves to do that and she yeah. would do that all day. She's GSP, right? Yep. So you want to bird hunt with her? Yes. Quail hunt? Yep. 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 I, have you ever I quail hunted before? I actually have, yeah. I went on a hunt last year, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Good. Good. J.D., um, since I asked Ella about what she wants to do with her dog, explain to me how uh, some of the clay shooting stuff carries over to hunting. Um, 
Well, I mean, you're shooting a flying object. I mean, it's it, that's about it, all there is to it. Yeah, it's, it carries over pretty, pretty point blank. Um, but you know, in the next couple of weeks, I'll probably shoot birds a pretty good mm-hmm. bit, and then we'll start shooting geese and teal. Yeah. That kind of stuff there is a lot like it, yeah. um, except with the you have to sit down and be quiet mm-hmm. and you call and work and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But other than that, just that skill there, it carries over pretty much hand in hand. Yeah. Just the basics of it. Uh, that was something I caught on to real quick. Uh, after I shot just the first couple rounds of sporting clays when I was getting into it, it was during duck season, and all of a sudden I started hitting ducks. And just the fundamentals of just looking at what you're shooting at and forgetting you got a gun in your hand and taking all your focus and putting it on that target or the bird or whatever it is. Um, something that was real cool to see. And once that light bulb goes off, it's pretty neat. Um, so, yeah, um, hunting season coming up. Got any big things planned? Do I, I know you're busy with school and cows. And so do I have any big things planned this year? Um, I really don't know. Yep. Our trips are a lot of times planned last minute. You yep. know how those are, but those yeah. tend to be the best ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. Who knows? Right now we have a few doves at the house, but who knows if they're going to stay around and yeah. that kind of thing. But Y'all playing dove field? Yes, sir. I hear you. I hear so you. we've been very successful with does in the past, but like last year we didn't have any birds. Yep. Um, I know that we talked to countless people around us mm-hmm. and nobody had birds. Yep. It and seemed like the only place that had any doves was John Delhow. Yes, sir. <laughs> that was a great shoot we had. <laughs> but, I mean, oh, man, but – like, you know, we talked to countless people. and I mean, yep. even the ducks weren't here last year. Like they mm-hmm. have been in the past. I don't know. There was something weird last year. Um, there's a place we normally goose hunt. Um, we hunted opening day of goose season last year. Man, we didn't see nowhere near the amount of geese we normally see. And we still managed to get a couple, but um, it was it was tough. It was, it was real tough last year. We didn't see the amount of doves we normally saw. Um, yeah, it was, it was an odd year last year. Now, Ella, do you do any – Wing shooting other than quail hunting? Yeah, I've tried dove hunting. Yep. I, I can say I'm not the best. Yep. Um, as you know, when we did our little clay shooting unit, uh, it's a little difficult for yep. me because I tend to get in my head about that a lot more. Um, I yep. think I'm a little too competitive sometimes. And, you know, my brother uh, is on a sports shooting team. So, you know, there's that competition there. So I tend to get in my head with that a little bit. So, um, yep. Wing shooting's a little difficult for me, but I can definitely say I've gotten better at it. So I'd love to, you know, try a little dove hunting this year. I think it, I think it would be good for me, and I think it would just be fun. Good, yeah, I think it would. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, and get to watch River work a little bit too. So I don't know, if male or female? She's a female. She's female. Yeah. You think she could sit still while you're dove hunting, or she like to run too much? You know, she's got a switch. You know, yeah. she's either, you know, full go mm-hmm. or full not because, yeah. you know, I, I spoil her a little bit. And I got to say, mm-hmm. when, I, when I'm back at home, she does sleep in the bed with me. And, you yeah. know, she, she loves to cuddle, but, mm-hmm. you know, she definitely has a switch. You yeah. know, she knows when she has a job and yeah. she needs to work. And then she knows when she can switch and relax and, you know, yeah. be a pet. So mm-hmm. it, it's definitely a really good balance. And, yeah. you know, she's a great dog. I wouldn't trade her for the world. I know. I know exactly what you mean. My dog has a switch too. Oh, I can, yeah. I have a inflection in my voice. I can't hear it, but whenever I'm training with her, as soon as I use it or speak like that, mm-hmm. her ears perk up and she knows we're about to go to work. It's really neat. So I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. Um, 
So, I don't know where I want to go. Anything else y'all would like to add? Um, I want to go back. J.D., you mentioned uh, skeet, trout, and sporting clays. Ellie, you've mentioned field trial and hunt tests. So, J.D., walk me through the difference of skeet, trout, and sporting clays because I know there's a few people that think shooting a shotgun is shooting a shotgun is shooting a shotgun. So, kind of tell me what the difference is and the preparation for the third. Okay. Um, skeet, I'll start with that one. It's a yeah. very – it's a pretty much a very rehearsed mm-hmm. game. Um, you're standing in a semicircle, mm-hmm. yep. and you have two houses. It's called a high house and low house. Yep. Your high house is declining. Your low house is elevating. Um, and so you're just – it's all about hole points mm-hmm. and break points there, and it's it's very rehearsed. Um, then we get into trap. Trap is a machine that sits in a covered box, and it swings – I don't know. I don't know exact angles, but I won't say it's like a forty-five degree arc on both sides, like isn't it? I might be. I don't think. No, I don't think so. I think it's just a forty-five degree arc because if okay. it swung forty-five degrees both ways, yeah, that'd be ninety degrees. Ninety degrees, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. it might be. I don't know. I'm not. We'll sure. have to look it up. Um, <laughs> but you know, shooting that was a lot. Especially when I was getting started, was a lot different for me, but. uh because it resembles a lot more like quail and pheasant mm-hmm. hunting and stuff. It's yep. all going away from you. Yep. There's nothing coming by you. There's nothing coming mm-hmm. to you. It's all just going away. Yep. Um, then you get into sporting clays. Sporting clays are two machines set anywhere throughout a plot. Yep. And, you know, that one there is trying to figure out where it's coming from, how fast it's getting there, where your break point is, which yep. one do you shoot first, yep. that kind it's of It's all thing. different. I mean, it is pretty much every yep. skill you're going to mm-hmm. use – in the real field, add yep. it up and put it in one yep. thing. Yep, that's right. 10, 15 stations, and you go from one station to the next, and it's a different target every station. So it's a really cool representation of some scenarios we run out to in the field. You might end up with two targets going straight away from you, kind of like two quail flushing or targets that get thrown real high and you can't see them until they're falling in front of you, and it's like shooting ducks coming down in decoys and stuff. So. It's real cool what they can do with some clays. Um, and I've always said sporting clays is like an art because there's not really one way to do it. And then like skeet and trap, it's almost like you have to be a machine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's doing the same thing over and over and over again. I can't shoot skeet and trap just because I, I don't know why. I just can't do that. I guess I'm more of an artist. Um, but, you know, not that anything's wrong <laughs> either way. Um, hey, skeet and trap shooters blow me away just the way they can stay on that field and uh, really test their brain and the focus it takes on a field when you've got a bunch of people standing behind you watching. And um, It's real neat to see a good skeet and trap shooter shoot, and you're a pretty good skeet shooter, so I enjoy watching you shoot, J.D. Yes, sir. Um, so, Ella, you've mentioned field trial and hunt test. Uh, yes. Explain to me the difference. So it's funny that we call it a field trial team because most of the time what we're doing is hunt tests. Um, so the hunt test is more based on your dog. It's mm-hmm. not really based on the both of y'all. Yep. It's it's really, you know, watching your dog work. It doesn't really matter what you do. Obviously, you yep. should still be doing something. But yep. um, it's really based on your dog and how, how much drive your dog has to hunt. Yeah. And, you know, starting out the first level, it's just your – your hunting dog and you know how much drive they have like with river for her junior it's just showing that she has an interest in the birds and that she wants to hunt and mm-hmm. then you know as you age up yep. and you know go to different levels then 
you know, there's some skill to it mm-hmm. where, you know, she has to woe and not flush the yeah. bird until, until you flush that bird for her. And then eventually you get up and, you know, you use a gun mm-hmm. and, you know, then you want her to retrieve it. So the hunt test is a lot more with your dog, whereas yeah. the field trial is definitely with both of y'all. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a look on, on both of y'all. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad we do the hunt test because yep. it's a lot more less stressful if it's more on her and not focused on me than being focused you. on both of us. I hear you. So you like a hunt test more than a field trial? Yes, I do. Yeah, You like them to judge River and not you? Yes, I don't like <laughs> to be judged. I hear you. I understand. I understand. Um, so any different preparation for either one or it's basically all the same? No, we we try to do the same for all so yep. we don't try to, you know, overthink or, yep. you know, do something different or, you know, make our dog overthink. You know, you just prepare yep. the same way and, you know, obviously – when you're competing, you just do two different things when you're yeah. thinking more about your dog and not yourself. Yeah. But, you know, you, you want it to be the same for everything. So mm-hmm. she'll be prepared for whatever gets thrown at her. I hear you. I hear you. I got a question for you, Mr. Coach. Can All you? right. Go ahead All there, right. J.D. Uh, I, under- I see that you're helping coach a national team this year. Uh, well, we've been looking over paperwork <laughs> and trying to get us to write better papers and all. Yeah. How was that coming? Uh, y'all are getting there. Um, some of y'all, uh, I don't know. I was worried about y'all there at the beginning. It seemed like some <laughs> of y'all was about ready to melt under pressure. Um, I know me and Miss Tristanberry put y'all under a lot of pressure from the get-go. That thing is due Next, this, September 1st or yeah, something like that. This it's Friday or quick. something. Um, it's very quick. Man, but it's cool for me. Um, how many athletic directors in the – country can say that they're training the cde team for ffa you know or helping train the cd i'm not really training them i'm just helping yeah. right miss tristenberry's doing most of the training um just why don't you talk about some of the work that you, not only you that we have to put in but some of the work that you put in behind the scenes of that uh you know it's a lot um with that um these ag teachers man they bust their tail it blows me away what they do and they are always in the road and they are always taking y'all somewhere um, and they are always teaching y'all a new lesson. Um, I love it. I love seeing it. Um, it's a hard thing for me to put into words, to be honest with you. Um, Ella, what y'all learn in forestry. You know, my family has big tracks of timber in Abbeville um, connected to our farm. What y'all learn in livestock and livestock judging and meat judging and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I run cattle myself. Um it's cool, man. It's cool to see y'all doing some of these things and how much y'all are gone. Y'all are gone about as much as y'all are here. Um, I, I love it, J.D., I'll be honest with you. And it's it's really cool. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes, and most of it is on paper, and I hate paperwork, um, <laughs> um, especially with my job. Um, but, you know, that paperwork is what gets y'all to – being able to do the things y'all do. Um, so that's how I've learned to look at it, is if I didn't do that paperwork, then y'all wouldn't be able to do some of the things y'all do. And I want y'all to have those opportunities. Um, how yeah. do you help balance the time? I mean, you talk about us balancing our time between everything we do. I mean, I know that you, and especially Ms. Christenberry, Ms. Templeton, Mr. Martin, mm-hmm. Mr. Abrams, I mean, y'all have a life at home. I mean, yep. Ms. Templeton and Mr. Abrams have kids, you know, mm-hmm. and a family. You know, how do y'all balance y'all's time to be able to go and – you know, prep for those things, yep. still coach, you know, CDE, yep. shotgun teams, mm-hmm. ag teams, everything else. 
I mean, all year round, and then go and still have a social life and a home life too, oh, and teach a class. You know, sometimes I think we don't. Uh, to be <laughs> honest with you, I think sometimes our social life and home life is a little lacking. Um, but you know, that's part of it. It kind of comes in seasons, right? So, like leading up to this fundraiser, I've been going. I've been here late every day for the past three weeks, pretty much. Um, like yesterday, I was in Edgefield setting a course. Um, I didn't get home till seven o'clock last night. Um, this morning I came in eight, a little bit early to do the podcast. You know, I, my actual working hours are start at nine. Um, so, you know, it's it's a lot. Um, I don't really want to speak for Mr. Abrams and Miss Templeton and uh, our teachers that have kids and a family because I am not at that point yes. in my life yet. Um, but I know for me, you know, you just kind of try to find the balance when you can when you can go and do something. You have to go and take that advantage of it. Um, like, you know me, I love to hunt. When duck season rolls around, I don't care how tired I am. I'm getting up. I'm hooking the boat up. I'm putting Lucy in the truck and me and her going hunting. And that's just that's just the way I am. Do um, you think the students here at John Delahell help give you that drive? Do you think it's, you know? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, because I see a lot of myself and y'all, um, like, looking back on myself in high school, a lot of y'all guys are a lot like I was, um, minus football. Um, you know, we don't have a football team here. Um, football was a big part of my life. Um, but, man, I grew up hunting. Um, you can ask anybody now. I still love hunting. You know, I make duck calls and all that kind of stuff. And that's the big part trying to balance is um, those cows have to be taken care of at home. Mm-hmm. And people ain't going to stop ordering duck calls and turkey calls just because I'm at work. So, you know, um, finding that balance is – it's kind of tough sometimes, but I get it done. Um, I spend a lot of late nights in the call shop um, and a lot of early mornings on the farm. Like Monday morning, I helped my parents load out a load of calves before I came to work. We were up at 5 o'clock that morning loading calves with lights. So I know how that is. Yeah, you've been there a time or two. I've been there. So. I think we loaded three loads out. Yep. And, you know, and that, there's nothing like seeing those trucks get there at first yeah, thing in the morning. That buddy. is your payday. That's, That's what you've right. waited for all mm-hmm. year long. Yep. You get a little bit of – you get a good sense of sweat equity when you back that trailer up to the chute and you start putting them calves in the trailer. Um, that's for sure. So, but, yeah, um, I'm excited about this weekend. I think we're going to hopefully have it grow next year. Um, I'm just so excited to see the way people around South Carolina and local area are going to support y'all this weekend. It's going to be it's gonna be pretty cool. So, Anything, huh? I got a couple of questions for you. Oh man, I don't, I don't know. Me and you haven't talked about this. You said you build duck calls. Now, what all goes into that? Oh man, that's a. <laughs> whew. Uh, we might have to start another podcast for that one, JD. Um, but a lot of work. Um, I started right after I graduated college, and I took a road trip, and I drove from here to Texas, and I stopped in little small small shops from. Mississippi all the way to Texas and looked at duck calls and talked to people that were doing it with their hands um, like I do it. Um, I don't do anything on CNC. I do it all on lathe. Um, and just started talking, started learning. Um, it's amazing what just talking and communicating with somebody can do for you, you know, just like we're doing here now. Um, so did that, got an idea kind of where I wanted to go, Um I messed up, if you want to be honest with you. I let a few calls go too early. Um, I didn't know what in the world I was doing. Um, 
had some people call me, hey, band fell off my call, um, got them back, put them back on, you know, no big deal, got it fixed. Um, and then I started developing my sound and really getting a call to sound the way I wanted it to sound. Um, and that was a lot of work. I've got, I don't know how many hours um, into that, just getting a call to sound the way I want to sound. And uh, I don't know if you know or not, JD, but when you cut the insert for a duck call, you have to put it in a jig mm-hmm. and it shapes the tone board. So that curvature of the tone board at the back um, that makes the reed bend a certain way, um, when you put air into it, that is what gives you your sound. So developing that jig was quite aggravating because you have to use a really hard metal and you take a file and you put an insert that you like in the jig and you file the metal until it matches the wood um, of that insert. And so that took days. I don't even know how long I filed on that doggone thing. Um, And then you have to take it and harden it. So you put it in a, uh, what do they call them? A forge mm-hmm. and get that thing red hot and then you take it and dip it in oil or water or whatever and quench it and it hardens it um and so then you're dulling files and not dulling the metal so now i'm going through files because my files hit the jig um that's how hard the metal on it is but um how do you market those uh most of the way i do it's word of mouth um and just social media um instagram facebook um I've gotten smart when I go out of state hunting. I make sure I've got stickers on my truck, make sure I've got a lot of calls in my truck, and I make sure I try to park at the most visible spot at the boat ramp, and guys will see it. And you'd be surprised at what just wearing a hoodie or a hat and guys saying, where are those calls made? Well, oh, I'll make them. Really? And uh, there's a lot of calls that get sold, I think, just because people can look me in the eye and shake my hand, and I tell them, come to the call shop, and we'll set you one up. Um so I like to say my calls are truly custom um, because I can have somebody in the call shop and I can have you blow a call and I can tune it for you. And then if I tune one for you, Ella's not going to be able to pick it up and make it sound like a duck. You know what I'm saying? But you can. And if I did one for Ella, you wouldn't be able to make it sound like a duck. Um, so it's just like shooting. It's just like working a dog. and Everybody does things a little bit different. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of that story. I don't know. That was a long explanation, but. Yep. See, you, you don't really talk about much here at school, but nah. every time you look at, you know, your truck, your boat, yep. whatever happens whenever you get here, mm-hmm. you know, you've got some kind of form of yep. Troy Cans mm-hmm. custom duck calls Yes, on. sir, I do. <laughs> yes, sir, I do. So, guys, I appreciate it. Um, any other questions? Anything y'all want to add? Ella, anything you want to add for we? I don't think so. JD, um, anything you want to add? I think that's it. Yeah, so – one thing I'd like to add, I know I've said it already, I'm just proud of y'all too. I'm proud of everything that y'all are doing here, um, both academically and outside of school. Um, I told Ross and Logan that last week um, when they sat down in here. Uh, just things y'all do, man, y'all blow me away. And the way y'all keep track of it all and do it all, it's really cool. And the way that people have come out to support y'all, not just with this fundraiser, um, but just every way, um, sponsorships for FFA, the people that come on this campus. Um, it's it's really neat to see what y'all are doing and the impact y'all are making. So We got some big faces coming tomorrow. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we got yeah, some stuff we to get do. ready as soon as we get out of here. Yes, sir, we do. We're going to have to go to work and do a little bit of landscaping, I'm afraid. So, anyways, nobody's got anything I'd like to add? I don't think 
I just want to thank you and, you know, all the A teachers for the work y'all put in to help us get to where we are. And, I mean, it's not just the A teachers, though. It's farm staff. Yeah. It's Dr. Cowell yeah. and all them, you know. It's it's everybody. Yeah. Um, and I have to say it is like a family here. Yep, it is. Um, you know, like any family, we all going to disagree at some point or another. But, you know, we've all managed to get past it, and we're all doing good. Um, yeah, man, it we had a saying at the school I started teaching at. You know, I didn't start working here. Um, we always said it takes a village. Um, and that don't leave out y'all. That's all of us. Uh, y'all live here. So we're all in this together. And we're all making a difference. I, I really do believe that. Yes. Um, so. Cause our end goal is to make a difference in the agriculture community, a community that is declining as we speak. I'm going to tell you. If we can make some kind of difference in mm-hmm. that, I think we're really doing something. Yeah, yep, I sure. agree. I I completely agree. So, well, thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Carolinas Field Forest and Water. Join us next week for another conversation at John Delahalle, the Governor's School for Agriculture. For more information on the South Carolina Governor's School for Agriculture, visit our website at delahalle.sc.gov.